Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine. Co-host Dr. Jean Cirillo, Julie Zellman, and Frank Dodaro. Eye on the future. And now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here every Tuesday evening at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk about love, life, career, and what is ever on your mind. So give us a call at 646 381 4141 to get the best of both worlds as Dr. Jean Cirillo and I take your calls. Later this evening, we'll be speaking to celebrity astrologer Ray Setti, who is a very dear friend of mine and an awesome astrologer. He'll be giving us the lowdown on what the rest of this year looks like astrologically and beyond. Ray will also be taking calls with us tonight. Our number again is 646. 646- 3814141 the switchboard is open and we're waiting for your call Dr. Cirillo a few weeks ago when I was sick you mentioned that you thought I was reacting to all the craziness in this world the earthquakes the mining explosions etc cetera, etc cetera. do you remember that I remember well I asked our guest Ray, a couple of weeks ago, if there was anything unusual in my chart that would explain my illness, and guess what he said? He found it. He said that he thought with me being a sensitive that I was reacting towards all the earth changes going on. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? I think so, that it, you know, it makes you tend to absorb what's happening around you, uh, which makes you a great psychic, but sometimes the sensitivity is a double-edged sword when uh, it goes against you and, and you wind up hurting if everybody around is hurting. So is that, did you like say that from a psychological standpoint or a psychic standpoint? Well, I'm saying it from a psychological point, but I'm also saying it just from a common sense uh, point that if if you uh, are very sensitive as a person, you tend to be hurting when when, uh, things go wrong around you. Sometimes you're too sensitive, like you're not detached enough, but that makes you uh, sense uh, the feeling and if somebody was hurt or somebody's about to be hurt. Yeah, I'm not so sure I'd want to have that. You know, and I think that I'm very good at turning it off. But And I, I'll tell you, when you had originally said that to me here on the air, I mean, you said it to me in email, but you also said it to me on the air, I didn't really buy into it. But then when Ray said it, I really gave it oh. some thought. And I well, think you both may be right. But Collaboration of the celebrity astrologer. <laughs> How do you like that? Okay, when the male right. astrologer said it, you believed it. It's no, like the no, woman no. I worked with. She no, used to no, call me no. Gina. She called the male doctor, Dr. So-and-so. Oh, I, oh, I think that you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong, and that's not very psychic, because you're barking up the wrong alley with that one. 
Um, but, but in lieu of the fact that you have been, you have displayed, since you've been um, a co-host on this show, you have displayed amazing psychic potential. So my little surprise for you tonight, Ooh, you, don't have, you don't have to do it, but I prepared <laughs> a tiny little psychic quiz for you. Would you be willing to do it on the air? Why not? I, you know, I'd li- I'm too curious to say no. I know curiosity might, might kill the cat or the psychologist, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just to refresh people's memory, about a month or four or six weeks ago or something, we did a show on intuition, and I had prepared a psychic test for all of us, and basically um, we had a, um, like a presentation kind of thing, and, you know, there was a specific photograph that each of you individually had sent to me um, that, you know, was not displayed. We just had an envelope displayed. And then just looking at that envelope, you know, I asked the various co-hosts to come up with their psychic impressions. And Dr. Cirillo absolutely blew us away, not only with the incredible descriptions that she gave us, which turned out to be so accurate in the pictures, but, Julie, do you want to bring up what she, what she said, which was beyond amazing? Well, I remembered that Dr. Cirillo had talked uh, out of nowhere, said the name Marlon Brando. Right. And it was and in reference to one of the pictures. Right. We and thought you were talking about who you were dating. Correct. And who did and Marlon Brando turn out to be? The very next picture was a picture of my dog. And he's sitting with me right now, and his name is Marlon Brando. (laughs) (laughs) And I have no access to the pictures of the dogs. That's that's why it was so fantastic. Dr. Scarla had no idea that I had a dog or what the name would be if I had one. Right, right, because, I mean, right, she didn't. I mean, and at that point, none of us really knew what, you know, Marlon Brando, oh, wow, he's handsome, yeah, maybe that's it. You know, but, but she's really displayed some phenomenal psychic potential and you know when I, when dr gina and i were first talking i remember her saying to me, well i'm quite a bit of a skeptic here and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you don't like that <laughs> but needless to say dr cirillo has been very phenomenal in coming up with things so what i've done is um i used a random card generator and i selected three cards in a, in a traditional a deck of 52 cards. Jokers are not included. We have too many confusions on my on Facebook using jokers. So no jokers. So yeah. um, jokers, jokers don't don't go along with it. They play jokes on you. Uh, uh, true, and we don't want any jokes today. So three cards we like selected. That. Each one of the co-hosts and Ray know the three cards that I have selected. Um, so what I would like to do is just spend a minute or so um, of us all just picturing the cards, and Jean, give us any impressions that you have. If you, you know, if you want to rattle off all three cards, if you want to do one at a time, whatever it is, and if you get any of them, I'll be absolutely, you know, blown away. Wait a minute. You know all the cards, but I don't, but you want me to give you the impression. Yes. So we're all, guys, are you all ready to concentrate on the first card? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm picturing it very clearly. And I'm sending okay. it to you visually and verbally, and I think everyone okay. else is too. Ready to go just from my head? Yep. I was picturing a little reindeer dog, a sled, a hill, and some snow, kids dressed up, a red scarf, 
like for Christmas, a hat, uh, somebody in a camel's hair, a tan coat with like sort of a fat face and uh, light white skin, summery looking skin, very pale with freckles and big red cheeks and dimples out in the cold in the snow on a hill uh, with the, the scarf or the red scarf and the camel's hair coat and like sandy or light brown hair freckles. I'm picturing a man with dark hair, sort of a checkered coat and a white collar, a white fluffy collar and dark uh, curly hair. Uh, dark, his, his skin is like, he's white, but it's a dark white with like razor stubble on, on his face. Uh, I won't say Marlon Brando. Uh, he's got black, black shoes that are, uh, like, newly polished, standing near the snow, though. Um, let's see, a car that's a tan car, like a weird-looking uh, classic or an old uh, sports car, possibly like an old uh, Volkswagen that's painted tan uh with gold or gold metal all around it on the sides like or like a gold banister and now i see like a staircase a banister like a museum or a building where where there's a big uh winding staircase with big stairs granite concrete uh people are climbing up and down the stairs paintings a lot of space a big hallway uh an elevator on the second floor, chandeliers, uh, like a combination hotel and uh, museum. Uh, I see a set of keys, a man walking with a set of keys and like shaking the keys. I think it's that dark-haired man with the jacket and he came in from the snow. Uh, his shoes weren't really good for the snow and now he's shaking the keys. How am I doing? Well, you know, <laughs> we, we had a different cast in mind for you. But, I mean, you were coming up with such detail, I wanted to let you go with it, because is this resonating with any of you guys? I mean, is, is, is there a picture, or is there a um, scene or an experience that any one of you had that matches what Dr. Cirillo's explaining? Because she's coming up with such detail. I mean, it's the almost details like it, are amazing. They it really has are. to be coming from somewhere. That's why I let her go with it. Well, I, I, I want to ask, how many keys were there? Oh, I don't know, like uh, ring of keys, maybe about uh, six or seven. Why right, six why or ten? seven? Yeah. Um, why? Well, just, uh, uh, well, if I say that, I'm going to give it away. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, you can give it away. Why? Well, maybe you should say what 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 it was that we were trying to have her. Uh, oh well, really, what we were trying to get you to do was um, we came up with uh, in a traditional uh, deck of cards. We picked three cards from the deck of cards. Um, so I don't. Oh, I see what you're saying, Frank. You uh-huh. were trying to tie it into if it was one of these um, things here, mm-hmm. one of these cards. I don't know. Um, I don't know. So uh, what Dr. Cirillo was saying doesn't ring true with any of you guys? Not with me. All right. um, Julie? Um, I mean, not specifically. Well, what does that mean, not specifically? Well, I was just listening to to her go on, and it sounded like she was sort of describing. She said a guy with dark hair. I was thinking Frank. Then she said someone with freckles. I was thinking me. I don't know if Dr. 
Dr. Cirillo um, knows what we look like or not, so I'm not really sure. I don't know, know if these are images. Like. I know what Frank looks like a little bit, but the guy didn't look too much like Frank. And then when she was talking about that gra- that granite and marble staircase and everything, I thought about I went to CW Post College, and that was like the library had that gorgeous banister, that gold banister, and the, the marble stairs and stuff. So I don't know if she picked bits and pieces from a lot of different um, images that she came up with, but I mean, even the shoes and everything, and the the snow and the car and stuff. It, it's amazing. I don't know what to do with it at this point. And the red scarf and the tan coat and the uh, chubby face with the freckles and like the light brown hair and are you I don't are you know. sure are you sure it wasn't a black scarf? <laughs> Why? Well, wait Why? a minute. Is there anything else around you or anything that's happened in the last couple of days or something? You know, last time, remember, Mall and Brando, we were driving ourselves crazy to find out if Lady Fontaine dated anybody looking that's like right. that. Well, that's well, right. That's right. We came only, up with the dog. The only thing that I could think of personally is I'm a huge Doctor Who fan and just finished watching the uh, most recent episode. And, and Doctor Who does, in fact, wear a very long, uh, brightly uh, colored scarf, at least the manifestation of that in the 70s. It's a, kind of a stretch, probably more well, of an imagination. what does he look like, though? Human consciousness. Well, he's got dark him? hair. And he mm. wears a uh, tan jacket, <gasps> uh, elbow patches, and a uh, whitish-red shirt with bow tie and suspenders now. That's a, that's oh, a current, uh, do they have a bow tie and suspenders? No. <laughs> they were dressed for the snow like Christmas. And what about the little reindeer dog? Hmm. <laughs> it sounds like the Grinch with the little reindeer dog. It sounds like the Grinch to me. <laughs> I, mean, I don't yeah. know, but I, I'm sure we're going to piece this all together at some point. Yeah. I want everybody, and actually we're going to do the three cards next week because I don't want to take up too much more time with this. But um, let's think right. about it because, like last time, the, like uh, Dr. Cirillo's right. We thought we put it all together after, you know, later in the show. I bet we'll so, all have ideas next week. After I'm sure we that review. we will. I'm sure we will because it was an incredible description. I mean, it was coming from somewhere. I'm not. I know you're making me wonder. Now I'm getting. Now I'm getting. Ooh, you know. I don't know. If only someone was eating a uh, club sandwich, maybe a club. Right. (laughs) I was thinking that when she was describing the uh, staircase and the marble and this beautiful Mm -hmm. home, it might be somewhere a king might live. Precisely. Uh, (laughs) I didn't think of it that way. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it is now time for Lady Fontaine's thoughts for the day. Well, on my fan page on Facebook, we've been talking about karma. So I thought I would talk a little bit about what I know of karma here, and maybe later in the show our guest, Ray Setti, can give us his opinion as well. But there are countless interpretations of karma, and the one that I'm most familiar with is the Hindu version, which says karma is not punishable, it's not punishment or retribution, but simply an extended expression of consequences of natural acts. Karma means deed or act, and more broadly, names the universal principle of cause and effect, action and reaction that governs all life. The effects experienced are also, uh, are also able to be mitigated by actions and are not necessarily fated. That is to say, a particular action now is not bi- binding to some particular predetermined future experience or reaction. It is not a simple one-to-one correspondence or reward of 
uh, of reward or punishment. Um, karma is not fate. For humans act with free will, creating their own destiny. Um, if we if we sow goodness and reap, we will reap goodness. If we sow evil, we'll reap evil. Karma refers to the totality of our actions and their reactions in this and previous lives, all of which determines our future. Future. The consequence of karma lies in intelligent action and dispassionate response. We create karma in four ways, through thoughts, through words, through actions that we perform ourselves, and through actions others do under our instruction. Everything that we've ever thought, spoken, done, or caused is karma, as is also that which we think, speak, or do this very moment. Um, Actions performed consciously are weighed more heavily than those done unconsciously, but just as poison affects us if it's taken unknowingly, suffering caused unintentionally will also be given appropriate karmic effect. We are in a position to do something about our destiny by doing the right thing at the right time. Through positive actions, pure thoughts, prayer, mantra, and meditation, we can resolve the influence of karma in in our present life and turn the destiny for the better. As humans, we have the ability to speed up the spiritual uh, progress with the practice of good karma. We produce negative karma because we lack knowledge and clarity. Um, And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that um, I don't remember exactly what the quote was that I put up for the thought of the day a few days ago. But, Frank, you responded, and what did you say? You basically said, no, that can't be true because then we would be responsible for all our words and actions or something like that? Um, no, I actually have it in front of me. Uh, okay, the, go ahead. The quote, the quote that you said was, uh, today's thought of the day is how people treat you is their karma. How you react is yours is a Wayne Dyer uh, quote. Mm-hmm. And um, what I wrote back was actually sort of a lighthearted joke. Uh, I wrote, unfortunately, karma that would then ultimately be dictated by mental stability, which in turn would dictate your ahem discretion. But, um, but that does bring up a good point, and I, I, I believe that directly ties into this. I mean, you can only do a task with the tools that you already possess, right? Like the state of your mental faculties does, in fact, dictate how you react to the world. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody simply does not know any better, how can they be at fault, like you're saying, for what they do? And more importantly, how can they be karmically responsible to the universe? It seems to me like, like it's it's a game of intent. If you take, like one of history's greatest monsters and find out later that this person was just mentally unbalanced or uh, the parameters of their upbringing within those they thought they were actually doing the right thing or the right right by the universe, how could you then say that they have bad karma? It's like a double-edged sword. That, that's, uh, that's what I guess uh, I was jokingly sort of getting at. Uh, um, well, I don't propose by any means to be an expert on karma, and I don't know that we anybody really knows the answer. There's different beliefs out there. Um, and different perspectives as far as what karma is. I mean, I'm becoming a believer that karma only has the power that we give it. But what I was what I was uh, discussing, you know, prior to to you speaking, was the Hindu version of karma, and it even said there, and that was the last sentence that I said, is we produce negative karma because we lack knowledge and clarity. That's not an excuse. You know, it's yeah. not an excuse if we didn't know. And basically, by um, by doing good, and what what do I always say on the show that whatever we're resonating, whatever we're sending out, is what we're going to get back. 
So if we send out goodness and we send out appreciation and we send out gratitude, what are we going to get back? But situations that mirror that. So we're going to get back things that we can be grateful for that, you know, are feel good to us or reward us in some way. So um, I, I don't know what the answer is as far as if somebody isn't mentally stable and they um, they act in a certain way that harms people. I don't really know what the answer is. I still feel, based on the concept of, of karma, it's a cause and an effect kind of reaction. So regardless of what the intent is, though I so strongly believe in intent, as being the most important factor, um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Because that, that's where that's where I get caught up with the, with the last part of the of the explanation is that I mean it doesn't even have to necessarily be unstable. It's the lack of intent. We do things. Uh, we did things maybe a hundred years ago or fifty years ago that are bad for the environment or have a negative effect on something else that we just don't know about. Yeah, and look what's so, happening to us now. Exactly. So how is it like like when when it comes into like karma and responsibility to uh, things that you just don't you, you see what I'm saying? The things well, that you, just you don't know, know about now. My, they don't, they come home to root. Exactly. We keep being so. born and born until we learn all our lessons that can uh, let us finally be up there in uh, with God, right? Well, that's we the ultimate. That, that's though. the ultimate process. And actually, um, in a couple of weeks, um, my friend Jim Jim Elkin is going to be on the show, and he he would be a great one to ask this because he does practice. He's a practicing Hindu, but um, he always said to me, when you if you throw a, a, a stone into the water, there's a rip, rippled effect, and that's basically the way karma works. Everything that you do has some sort of effect. So, again, it's the cause and effect kind of thing. So, in other words, you do. We all have to be responsible for our thoughts and actions. I mean, that's the bottom line of karma. See, when, when Jim comes on, I'm going to have to ask him then, what if I accidentally kick the rock with my foot? I know. See, we never know when that's a joke. At least I never know when you're joking or not. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's yeah. I, I'm being uh, I'm being light, but I mean, it's that's exactly what I, know, I mean. It's, if it's an unintentional. Uh, I think that 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 a lot of people listening, or who study this kind of thing, uh, have the same question. Definitely, it would be very interesting to get his interpretation of that. Right. It would. I mean, Ray is on the line. Ray, do you have any input to this at all? I well, I, I I'm going to agree with the Hinduism um, version of a karma, but I also add that I believe that it's really based on our intent and our intentions, and that's what will set things into motion. You know, and again, I I can't dispute I can't dispute any of this. I believe everything yeah. that I I talked about, everything that you guys have said is right. Um, I really do, and I don't know what the the answer is, except I do know that there are so many different um, you know. Uh, um, perspectives of karma and and what it really is, and I think well, I some I, take I it to think, a tremendous extreme. I, I don't think that there's necessarily one um, one uh, one answer, one definitive, you know, um, description of what karma is, and I think it's something very very personal based on our experiences on what karma is. Mm. It's true. Um, actually, let let me introduce you <laughs> since we since I I jumped. And to bring you out, um, I wanted to introduce to you all um, my, our guest for this week. He's a phenomenal astrologer. He's known as a celebrity psychic and astrologer, my very good friend, Ray Setti. 
Ray, let me ask you from an astrological standpoint, sure. is, there, is there anything, does karma play a role? Well, I think, I, I certainly believe that karma does play some role because it's really about, you know, the ener- ener- energy, because everything in the universe is energy. All the planets vibrate at a certain energy vibration. So it's really about the energy that we're putting out will, will come back to us astrologically based on what's happening in, in the cosmos with the planets. You know, so that's going to help define the energy that is coming back to us. And it is my belief that whatever it is that we sent out, based on our intent, our intention is what will come back to us. Well, and see, I, I believe in intent as well, as I said, is, is so key to, to everything. But the, the Hindu version of karma was talking about even when things are uninten- unintentional and it causes damage or harm in any way, shape, or form, you're still accountable for it. So... Well, they well, were intended that's... by somebody, maybe not you in your conscious mind, but uh, your your angels, your spirits, or your unconscious intended these uh, negative things to happen. In psychology, sometimes we call that passive-aggressive. The best of intentions always has the worst of results, so you should be accountable. <laughs> the road to hell what? What was that quote again? <laughs> the road to hell, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, with I'm good intentions? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know that we're going to, in this show anyhow, figure out exactly what karma is, but I thought it was an interesting um, quote and it was an interesting comment that you made, Frank, so I just wanted to give um, a little bit more explanation as far as to what my understanding with karma is. But anyhow, Ray, I, w- I really want to focus on tonight, um, if if you would, I know you're very good at giving some, you know, world predictions and um, more or less laying things out as far as, you know, what you think would will impact, you know, society or the world or the United States um, throughout the course of the next 12 months. Um, could we talk a little bit about things like the economy, the housing market and things like that? And can you tell us what you think is going on and when you think things are going to get better? You know, um, one of the things I said when I did make my predictions for this year regarding the economy that I really, you know, what I'm, I, I, I was concerned that we were building um, like a, 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 false, a, a false positive, you know, um, a false sense of security that things were getting better. I do believe that we have to still be very, very careful, and there could possibly be a second dip in in the recession. Um, and it's kind of interesting. When I put my full moon forecast out today, I said that we're going to notice there could be a decline um, in the economy. And today, the the uh, stock market dropped over 200 points. Mm. So I think we have to be mm. very, very careful, you know, and remember what this is is what we're being shown through this experience by the universe. That you know, as as nice as it is to have the material things and the creature comforts. It's really not what it's all about. You know, this experience is, is trying to get us um, as humanity to really, you know, pay attention to spirit, to acknowledge spirit, and to, val- and to place our value in spirit. And, yes, you know, it's okay that we have all the nice things. You know, what m- may not be such a good thing is the false value that we place in these um, material, um, you know, possessions. So... I certainly think that the worst of the economic climate is behind us. However, I'm not sure we're really out of the woods just yet, and I think the change, the shift will take place uh, in this 
summer time frame, June, July, we have a very, very powerful eclipse, and that is certainly going to change uh, the energy one way or the other. And um, we're just going to have to you know, ride out these next few months because I think energy-wise it's going to be pretty intense. And, uh, Lady Fontaine, if you felt a little off kilter in the last couple of weeks, I'm advising anyone who is very sensitive, very psychic, very intuitive to 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 be very mindful to keep yourself grounded because we're going to have we're certainly going to have some energy surges in the coming months. And we've actually this last couple of weeks, it's it's been one of them. So, hmm. and I honestly didn't feel well last night either. So, mm-hmm. um, full moon. Yeah, I know you warned me about that. You did, and I didn't, didn't have moon? it on my mind. Well, uh, well, the full moon is exact tomorrow at eight thirteen a.m. But if you look outside right now on the east coast, it looks it's pretty full. So you know what happened to me today, tonight, right before the show. What? It hasn't happened in the longest time. I was sitting in my car outside Starbucks. And four guys in their early 20s came out. They were laughing. They seemed a little bit drunk. Mm. But then they went to get in their car, and one of them turned around, pulled his pants down, and <gasps> mooned me. Oh, I was mooned. And I was thinking, is this a UFO moon? Oh, my God. Oh, well, there you go. I, I said, I have to tell the group and ask if there's a UFO moon. And there's an answer. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I know. This It's funny. really weird. Um, yeah, well, really weird. It really, really is. I mean, is there anything else with this full moon that we should be, you know, aware of or privy to? You know, uh, we, you know, I, I think this is one of the powerpoints, you know, and uh, in terms of a, a surge of energy, especially intuitive energy. You know, the moon is in Scorpio. The full moon is in Scorpio, and Scorpio is very intuitive and it's very, My very sign. receptive. So uh, you know it's going to surge those those um, those potentials and those energies. So uh, you know many of us who are intuitive are going to be feeling it a lot more. And one of the things that I've I've been noticing um, in dealing with people and dealing with with the public that in the last year and a half to two years, anyone who has psychic abilities who who is intuitive, these potentials are increasing and amplifying and it's because of the shift in energy that's taking place and what's happening over these next few years and how we're being inspired to reconnect to the higher levels of consciousness and to spirit. Are those people who are intuitive because of this energy, do they feel more energy or do they actually is their energy zapped? Are they more exhausted? You know what? It could go honestly it could go either way. Personally, just for myself, I mean, there are days where I'm, you know, I, I can't shut it off, and there are days I'm just so drained because of it. So it really is dependent upon the individual, how how in tune they are, and how they're processing the information. I mean, if you're really super, super psychic and super sensitive, you have to be that much more mindful to keep yourself grounded and to keep your home grounded, you know, of, uh, you know, so you just, you know, so you just don't go off the charts. Because it's mm-hmm. an easy, it's 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 easy to do, and it's very easy to kind of like forget to you know to just do some simple things that will keep yourself grounded. So, um, I you know there's been some talk about an improvement in the housing market. Um, I but yet I saw something what a few weeks ago saying that there were more foreclosures in I don't know if it was March or April yeah. or something than we've ever had. 
you know, what do you I, really I, think is going on? I, I I don't think that. Like I said earlier about the you know to say the the economy with that with the housing market as well. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. You know, and I don't feel that we'll really be out of the woods with the economy and the housing market until probably later later this year, like the last you know the last few months of this year. So, like, you know, and as I stated, you know, I feel that the worst is behind us. However, we're not out of the woods just yet. And, again, that goes back to the bigger picture here on what the universe is trying to get us to pay attention to, and, and that's to, you know, remain connected to spirit and know that we're going to be okay. So when we're faced with these very trying times, is that, is that really the message that, you know, try not to get too caught up in, you know, the events that are going on and make that reconnection to spirit? Yeah, it's called being in the world but not of it, you know. And, you know, if you kind of think about it, not everyone in these last few years, not every, not every business went bankrupt, not everyone's losing their jobs. Some businesses are actually thriving during these times. So really, you know, what's, what's the difference? And I believe when we are rooted in spirit and, and have that, that, that unbreakable connection to spirit, regardless of what happens in the outside world, you know, we're going to be okay. And, you know, a lot of this also stems from, from Taoism, which, you know, it's something that I incorporate in my own life and just for myself personally. You know, when we're, when we're anchored in spirit and we're connected with spirit, regardless of what's happening in the outside world, you know, we're part of this world, yes, However, it doesn't have to affect us in a negative way if we don't allow it to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that, that I definitely buy into 110%. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, the last time you were on the show, you had told us to be leery of, I think it was March, sometime was in March. Late, late March, yeah. All right. And were there any, I know there's been a lot of terrorist attacks going Actually, on. Yeah, we had, it was the one in, in Moscow. Right. Uh, in March, that that coincided with your prediction. Yes, the one okay. in Moscow. You know, I the one challenge that I've had is to actually see where the activity is going to happen. I can see the time frame. Sometimes I'm I'm having a challenge actually pinpointing where it's going to happen. So, the late March, uh, early April time frame was a time frame that I that I highlighted, and I'm also highlighting this coming summer time frame, and it. It, it, it has to do with the eclipse that's taking place. So I do feel at the end of June, July, and August, um, we will see increase in terror activity and also um, earthquakes and hurricanes as well. Um, and, again, I know you said you have a hard time pinpointing where. Um, do, do you have any idea, like, what kind of terrorist attack? Um when you say what kind, do you mean well, like, I mean what, like what, what will be used for the attack? Yeah, yeah. No, like the New York not, City subway has been checked out now as a real target, and people here are afraid. Well, I'm not sure about the subways. What what my concern is is that there may be a dirty bomb somewhere. And here might, in the United States, or you don't know? In yes, in the New York, United States, and I also think that New York is very vulnerable. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, and, yeah. You know, and I and I, I was posting something on I believe I think on my Facebook page today, and someone made a comment about, oh, you know, I I, I don't want to be scared, and you know, we don't make these predictions to instill fear. You know, we 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 do this to one, you know, offer inspiration to 
make us aware that you know what we could change the course of events. None of this isn't none of this is written in stone. We don't have to have these experiences, you know. And I believe that you know again it goes by the, back to our intentions. You know what intentions are are we putting out into the world? Mm-hmm. You know when we see these experiences happening, say such as um, September 11th, I feel that it comes from the collective unconsciousness. You know, and you know, and this is something that's built up over you know the course of many, many years. So, you know, if we can change our thoughts and what it is we're doing on a, on a daily basis in very subtle ways and in very loving ways, you know, maybe not right away we're going to see a big change, but I do believe eventually we could, you know, alter the course of events, and you know, hopefully we won't have to have such horrible experiences. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but it really works. It and really, it truly does. It, it, it's you know, it's kind of it's it's kind of interesting that every, everything is just is really, really, very simple. You know, it doesn't have to be so you know complex. And um, you know, changing our thoughts and changing, and it goes back to really you know, and I I I, I read a lot about this in my book, and you know i think that if we're really going to change anything in the outside world we have to change ourselves first right you know, know we have to understand our own potential you know and start with ourselves and then it'll very effortlessly radiate radiate out to the rest of the world it's true it will so. um you know you mentioned also for the summer um the potential of more earthquakes and mm-hmm. um hurricanes mm-hmm. was there anything astrologically that it that explained, or did you have a prediction out there of the number of storms, snowstorms that we were going to have this winter? I mean, in the mid-Atlantic states, they've never had a winter like we had, or like they. Um, I've, I've, I've pinned, I was able to see when some of them were coming. I didn't have an exact number. I believe that in terms of like hurricanes for this coming season, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be a doozy. I think it's gonna be one of those. As which what, what summer was that? The summer of 2005 when we had all those hurricanes. I think this Katrina, coming Katrina, yeah, New Orleans could, could be out. Do we think yeah. there's going to be another like Category Five, you know, uh, hurricane that really causes the kind of damage that Katrina did? Oh, I I believe that yes, that we could see something like that again. Do you think? I, think is it, I, I wonder if it's possible for them to have if it's bigger than it. I mean, what's the category five? It goes from like 125 miles an hour to whatever. 125 to 135. I'm not sure. I guess that's the highest one, the category five. Uh, well, I wonder if we're going to come up with a category six this year. Wasn't Haiti a category six? Is there such a thing? No, I don't I, I'm think just making that earthquake. up. The earthquake. No, hurricanes. No. It, it okay, stops hurricanes. at five. It's hurricanes five. Okay. and tornadoes. Yeah, the five is the limit. I don't think there's a higher one. I'm I don't either, sure. but I just have a feeling they're going to have to upgrade it, they, which they, isn't uh, good. They, they could, you know, they certainly could. So, and I think that's possible. And I also think that in terms of like earthquakes, there's going to be some some very significant earthquakes taking place, and it has to do with the earth, the shift in the earth energies. The earth right. is changing. You know, so what, once the Earth got knocked off its axis, doesn't it make it more likely that there'll be another earthquake? Like one earthquake causes it uh, causes the damage, which which mm-hmm. makes it uh, each one makes another one more probable. That's scientific. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cer- it certainly can, you know. And you know, something else that I, I, I've been talking about is that, you know, 
there was a time when we were, I feel that humanity was very connected to the earth and to the earth energies. And I believe that if we could reconnect to the earth and the earth energies, we would know to stay away from the areas that are vulnerable to earthquakes. Because quite honestly, the earth is doing, nature is doing what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. the, the earth needs to release stress. You know, and through earthquakes, volcanoes, it's, rele it's releasing built-up stress. It's doing something very, very natural. So I feel that if, it we is. Re if we could reconnect to the earth, we would know to stay away from those areas. Because right. in California has been predicted. I mean, it falls, into, it falls into the ocean. It has all the earthquakes. And, you know, what are they saying? Stay away from California and Hollywood and uh, hope date is really off, off the radar? Well, you know, really? I thought so. I was watching a show on TV that basically said, you know, in I don't know if it was like a hundred years or something like that, that um, kept on the the expected course of the, um, you know, the San Andreas Fault and the movement. They're expecting <clears throat> what's now LA to be a suburb of San Francisco. Mm. That's I mean, that's the significant amount of movement that they're predicting. And maybe it was more than 100 years, but, I mean, it was huge. And they showed um, one piece of property that after one, one earthquake that they had, there had been a fence, and the fence was <clears throat> off about eight feet. So, I mean, there's some very, very significant movement going on, <clears throat> even though it seems to be slow right now. And obviously, to me, it's a very foolish thing for our society to be building big metropolises on, you know, a fault, on a fault line. Well, I know it's beautiful out there, but still it's dangerous. It is. It's, it's part of that ring of fire. So, you, yeah. know, um, you know, unfortunately, everyone's really thinking about how they can make a fast buck and not really thinking long term, you know, what could possibly happen. Mm -hmm. So. Well, hopefully, you know, it won't be in our lifetime, but, uh, you know, it, it. I mean, the odds are that it will be at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think it could be. So yeah, I'm not, I know. Yeah. I know, it's scary. It is. It is. Uh, it and, and you know, I'm I'm feeling that there's going to be a tremendous, that we've, we've only seen the tip of, an, of the iceberg as far as what earth changes are going to be going mm -hmm. on. Um, sure. Both from earthquakes and volcanoes and and many different things, I feel it's just the beginning. Is this is just the beginning, and it this is. is literally just you know a, a drop in the hat compared to what we're in for. What we can possibly be in for, certainly. Yeah, possibly. I like that. Thank you. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you about one thing. I saw on your website you had a few predictions, both about the government and some government stuff that was going to be going on, and also about Obama himself. Um, can you share with us well, some of just your predictions? In my, in the, um, in, just recently in my full moon forecast, I mentioned that we may, regarding this whole health care debacle, something's going to come to the surface that we've, we're being misled by, Ooh. you know, what we are being told, you know, is really, in, you know, huh. according to them in our best interest. Mm. Um, and last but not least, I have to ask you about UFOs. What are you predicting for 2010? Um, well, I, I have said that we are going to be noticing an increase in the sightings as well as some possible um, evidence that, they're really, that we really have had connections with higher levels of intelligence with a, 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 alien energies. So I think a lot of this information is going to come to the service much more this year. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, this year and in the next year and a half. And what do you think the end result will be, or don't you know? That well, you know what? I'm I'm not sure about if there even is an end result. I'm just I'm not sure about that yet. I I think that it's we're we're being becoming much more aware of this because we're elevating our consciousness. Our our consciousness is moving to a higher level. Yeah, most definitely. It is a journey. It is an, yeah. a, a process. And, you know, I know that you feel, because we talked about this the last time you were on the show, that 2012 has the potential of really being an awakening and um, a very um, positive thing for us. Oh, certainly. I, you know what, I, I, so many people have asked me if I, you know, if I believe that the world is going to end in 2012 and all that. And, you know, I, I, I really don't believe it's, you know, I think the media is playing, it just bought into something and is just trying to buy into, you know, people's fears. I actually feel that 2010 is much more vulnerable than 2012. Well, we're already one-third one through it. Yeah. So, uh, so look, look what's happened in that, in that, you know, in the yeah. few months that we're into 2010. I, I, I've been saying that, you know, since last year. Actually, I think a few years ago I actually said that I felt that 2010 was going to be much more um, volatile than than 2012. I also, in 2007, I predicted that there would be the fall of big business in 2008 because you know we we we, we were so so you know um, tied into the the material possessions and it was just becoming too much. Yeah, and it certainly was a, a, a huge fall. I mean, you know, you had said it though. Um, so well by saying not every business is, has, mm-hmm. you know, lost or is no. suffering. And, and same thing with, you know, individuals. Not everybody is having a hard time in, in a bad economy. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, I, I feel, really goes back to what I teach, which is the law of attraction, that, you know, if we're going to buy into the fact that, you know, there's no hope and, you know, you're never going to make money in this economy and things of that nature, then that's exactly what we're going to attract. If you we, know, you know, exude that same sense of abundance and, and trust, I feel we're going to attract all the good stuff. See, and what nature was trying to do was actually create a balance where there was an imbalance. You know, for example, people like um, Bernie Madoff. You know, look what happened to him oh, yeah. because of the karma that he created, mm. you know, and it was, you know, the astrological influences that brought back negative karma, um, or, or rather, it tried, you know, it's like a system of checks and balances, you know, and it, it, nature tried, nature was creating a balance because there was so much of an imbalance, there was so much excess, there was so Level much level the playing field. That's right. And and anyone and 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 anyone. Um, who exhibited that excess and greed, who really didn't have the intention for the highest good of all concerned, if you will, that's when the negative energy came back to them because of what was ha- what's going on astrologically. Mm. Well, um, I, I think that, you know, there's some very interesting times ahead for us <laughs> from between now and 2012. I mean, Certainly. I hope you're right about your predictions on 2012. I'm actually reading um, a very interesting book right now that I'm going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, that gives a little bit different perspective. I mean, not a lot different, but a little bit different perspective to 
um, sort of why, you know, some of these predictions are out there about 2012. And I understand the process a little bit better based on the book. It, it's the the, fract, the fractured time. What is it? I'm just, yeah, a fra, uh, fract, fractal time. Um, and it's really a really interesting book. So once I finish it, I'm going to talk a little bit about it in future shows. But, Ray, how can folks get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or you can find me on my website at www.astrologerray.com. And all that information about me is on my website. Great. And I really highly recommend you guys, if you want a phenomenal astrological um, you know, reading and, and predictions and to understand what, as, as Ray says, what your blueprint is, what your potential is um, as far as the way the stars are aligning, contact Ray. I mean, he's helped me immensely with a lot of things that are going on in my life. Um, Ray, thank you so much. Um, you are going to stick around and take calls with us, sure. right? Sure. Yep, okay. Um, for those who'd like to speak with me, Dr. Cirillo, and our guest, Ray Setti, please give us a call at um, 646-381-4141. We are waiting for your call. Don't miss Lady Fontaine's guest appearance on WRRN, Ripped Radio, Ripped Radio Network, on Monday, May 10th from 8 to 10 p.m. The show is on sex and relationships. For more details, check out Ripped Radio Network. No spaces.com. And now it's time for Lady Fontaine's mailbag question. You guys ready? Yep. All right. Yep. Can't wait. Those are always so interesting. First of all, we received some follow-up information from Erin, who had the question last week about uh-huh. that guy from her past. Remember that married guy yes. and all that stuff? Yes. So she writes, Erin writes, Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, Thank you very much for your insight into my question. You are both very intuitive and helpful. See that, Jean? Yes. both. Yes. But I wanted to clarify two things. First, I never took all the flirting too seriously. At the beginning, before, even, before we even knew each other, well, there was an enormous amount of flirting. Then we got to know each other, and I believed what he told me, that he was separated, etc., why shouldn't I? Is it my fault he left out that he went back to his wife? But like I said in my initial letter, when things didn't start moving forward between the two of us, I moved on and dated other men. Apparently he is the one with the fantasy, because 15 years later he came back to me. I was shocked to hear from him and quite neutral about it. But what struck me was, uh, sorry, what, what stuck with me is your explanation uh, with your explanation, sorry, it's a little confusing here, uh, is the fact that you say it is my fault that I attract these type of men. After serious thought, I realize you must be onto something because I do tend to attract men who are unavailable. I'm not yet sure how to resolve that, but thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. Thank you for your time and consideration. I'm a huge fan of your show and listen every week. The combo of psychic and psychologist is awesome, and I know... You changed my outlook on the situation, so I assume you're giving that same insight to others. You are both awesome. And those last two sentences ended with exclamation points. Sincerely, Erin. Wow, that was really nice. I, I'm, I really appreciate that she took the time to write that. And I do hope that she does a little bit of internal work so that she could understand what's going on inside of her 
to cause her to pick men or be attracted towards men that truly are unavailable. That's something that we talked about in pretty pretty extensively last week. I was all ready for her when Frank was about, was reading the letter for her me to say too. <laughs> that you, <laughs> you're blaming me right, and I don't attract exactly. this type of men. It's not my fault. It's them. And it's very refreshing to hear that she actually got some insight and will work on herself and hopefully yeah. attract someone better for her. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, thought it would be negative too when she when it when I was reading along with it in the email and it when it said you were onto something I thought the next thing was going to be apparently you are on something. Well, Doctor Cirillo, though, do you have any like since she's open to doing some work on herself? Do you have any thoughts or ideas for her? Well, I I mean I think it's wonderful that that little insight that we came up with. Uh, pointed her in the direction because first you see your problem and then you catch yourself afterward, then you catch yourself during, then you catch yourself before. So what's probably going to happen is the next time she sees a man who she starts to feel an interest in and he's hinting about, you know, he and his wife don't get along or he's going to leave his wife, a red flag will pop up in her own mind and she'll stop herself before she gets involved with that person. That's the way you get over long-term character uh, habits. Good. Not that easily, but you catch yourself first afterward, then during, then before. And I think that she's on that road now that she's aware that she has that issue. Well, I think that that's great advice to her, so thank you. That's wonderful. Well, thank her. I think she, if she has time, she could put this, what she wrote about the combination. I, I, I really like that as far as us and our show and the fact that we do something unusual. If Erin wants to put that in our comment section, we would always appreciate that. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. combination, especially now that we got Frank and Julie and, and the rest of the crew. That's true. And Erin, and if you are listening, we would appreciate it if you'd spend a minute and just put that feedback on the website, and we are very, very glad that you did write to us, and we very much, um, you know, uh, appreciate your email and also, you know, the, the the fact that you took the time to write us. We love happy, you know, happy campers here, and we're glad we were able to help. Um, Frank, is there any other emails from well, for I, this week? Yes, we do. This week's mailbag question is from Sally in Montreal, Canada. Ah. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. I've been dating a man on and off for seven years. He was truly the most amazing man when we first met and was that way for many years into the relationship. But the past few years, things have cooled down a little and he isn't as consistent or reliable. He says all the right things but does not deliver on it. I don't play games or tolerate them with men. I don't chase after them either, so when he doesn't contact me, I don't contact him either, so sometimes weeks will pass. When he contacts me, he acts like we just spoke the other day. That annoys me so much. I recently had a huge event happen in my life that I was so excited about, and I left him a voicemail and told him all about it. I never even heard back from him with congrats or anything. This really annoyed me, so the next time he called, I told him I was hurt and to disappear. He said that I was mean and basing everything on invalid facts, I laughed telling him that his behavior is not invalid facts. I don't have time for the games, but having let this man go, I feel an empty hole in my heart. Did I do the right thing? 
And if he does contact me again, which I'm pretty sure he will do, do you have any suggestions as to how I should react? Thank you. Regards, Sally. Mm. Well, um, wow. I mean, I, I, first of all, I do agree that he is going to contact her again. Um, I'm feeling this guy, you know, he almost is coming through almost um, in an absent-minded kind of way rather than being intentional in his, in his behavior. Um, I actually feel for right now Sally did the absolute right thing. Um, first of all, she's honoring herself by not putting up with, you know, behavior that she feels isn't suitable for her. Um, and I really kind of feel right now in order to sort of shift this to the next level, he really needed a big wake-up call, and I feel in a way this is going to be the wake-up call. I don't feel it's the end. I do feel this man is going to um, definitely reconnect with her. I'm feeling some very um, – to me, in energy, they feel like a married couple. They really, really do. Yeah, yeah. It's like he has up but doesn't have her. That's the sense I got, too, that he's very comfortable, and he was hoping or thinking she was. So so I, I just feel it's going to be a matter of time. But do you have any suggestions, Dr. Cirillo, in a way for them to sort of shake things up a little bit and, and try to communicate in a healthier way? It seems kind of drastic that they have to end the relationship in order to start talking again. Yeah, I'm wondering, though, you know, if he always called once in a while and she waited and she didn't call him, I'm wondering if this ever was a real relationship or if this man wants a friend that he calls once in a while that will be available, and she's tolerated it for seven years, and it's pretty much the same as it's been, only maybe his calls are a little less frequent, and now she's changing the chemistry. And sometimes when you start to change the relationship that you've tolerated, that the other person's grown comfortable with, you wind up almost having to leave it. If this, if she, if she wants more, my sense is she might have to start looking towards other people because I think he's satisfied, and I think he thought she was satisfied. I, 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 I don't see that it changed that much that it went downhill. I see that maybe he got a little more aloof, but he was never really there for the whole seven years. That's Wait. interesting, but it so much has the feeling of, to me, of as if they're very strongly a couple. Frank, what were you about to say? Well, I, I was just thinking, I mean, when she was talking about this contact thing, I mean, it's entirely possible this guy could be a jerk, that a precedent was set for him at some point in the past, and he thinks it's okay to treat people like this, and hmm. absolutely beyond him how anyone could think otherwise. But the and contact that's what thing, I'm getting out of it, truly. I, that's truly the, what it feels to me, but go ahead. Yeah. You're, go ahead. The, when she was talking about the contact thing, I mean, that, that's sticky for me. I mean, I know I've done that myself and with people who I know, in fact, are extremely good people. But in a sense, that in itself is a game. It's like a waiting game, like two kids seeing who can hold their breath longer. But the problem is with this game, it's most likely that she's the only one playing it. To yeah. him, he might not even realize that he's I doing anything wrong. Yeah. So, so by, try, by her not playing games with men, she's creating a game. Instead of just voicing, I mean, I know she. I, I, I apologize, Sally. I know that you said uh, that you did voice your opinion to him, but in the end, I mean, you're going to feel this void, even if you broke up with Charles Manson and Darth Vader's love child. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, uh, good. That's it, good advice. It, That's a good. Yeah, thing. it's. I mean, it's something you were used to, for better or worse, but it's no longer there. However, it sounds like whatever it was that it was, it wasn't working. That wasn't even English, but you know what I mean. You need a, you, you need a, 
you need a different kind of person. And personally, I think you did the right thing, Sally. I think that for you, what you need, uh, this dude just wasn't doing it. And he might find somebody who loves that whole freedom of not having to talk to him all the time. And uh, not for you. He might have five or ten other people that he calls once in a while, and he wants to keep it that way. Hmm. And there are people out there that are totally cool for that, but not for little girls named Sally. So I mean, right. <laughs> without a doubt. But for right now, I feel she did the right thing. Um, Sally, if and when he does uh, contact you again, you know, give us a, give us a call or shoot us another email and let us know what's going on. My gut feeling is though it's not over yet. No. So we have a lot of callers on the line. All righty. Waiting. So, Are you ready to take some yeah, calls? Absolutely. Who's our first caller? Okay. Our first caller is Anna. She wants to know how a relationship with Andrew is going to work out. Oh, two A people. All right. At the Anna. Of the alphabet. Yeah. Hi, Anna. Yes. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. How are you? Good. Good. So tell us what's going on. Well, I'm going, uh, well, I was going out with Andrew. I kind of broke it up with him, and I wanted to see how how it was going to go. If we're going to get back together again, you know, just normal I'm Yeah, I'm not, actually, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, you know what, when I'm, tra- when I'm, sens- what I'm sensing from him, there's, there's, uh-huh. there's, there's something very cold there. You know, I don't know, did, did did he in the last few months, did his emotions just seem to just kind of like turn off? Because it doesn't feel, it, it's it's hard to sense what, where he's coming from on an emotional level. It just doesn't feel like there's anything there. Uh-huh. Is, did you notice in the last few months emotionally that he just kind of turned off? No, not at all, actually. Well, you said you broke it up. Was there was something wrong, obviously, for you to make the first move to end it? You were dissatisfied in some way. Yes, yes, yes. I, I just had feelings about certain things that I didn't feel that he was telling me the truth on, and I just felt that I needed a break and just, you know, just stop seeing him at that time. So how long ago was that? Uh, it was a month ago. We just recently spoke um, this past uh, Sunday, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the energy, what I'm picking up is um, I feel a lot of confusion and a lot of turmoil in the energy from his perspective. And um, I, the... I. You know what? The, what I feel Ray was picking up on is I feel his way of dealing with this month off with with you uh-huh. was to very much detach and try to convince himself that it wasn't all that important or that you know he in some way was not as vested in the relationship as he as he truly was or or he thought he was. I do feel a coolness in his energy right now. Did, how did your conversation with him go on Sunday? Well, it went very well. I mean, he told me that he cared about me and, um, you know, I mean, he was very, you know, he was open with me and uh, very caring and told me what he thought about me, and which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I told him I still wasn't sure about 
you know, going back together again or, uh, you know, so I don't know how he took that. I well, think he took it kind of, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. He took it kind of. I, I think he, I think he sounded kind of sad in a way, but, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I feel, you know, what Ray's picking up and what I'm picking up is, is you know is is on 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 point because he is shutting down at this point. You know, it's sort of like I feel he feels that he's sort of beating his head against the wall and and getting nowhere. And even though you guys most likely have discussed in in detail what this space is all about, I'm feeling in his energy that he doesn't he doesn't truly get it. He may say he does, but in his heart of hearts, he doesn't get it. And the only way it feels to me that he can deal with it is to start shutting down. And that's what I feel he's doing right now. Um, I'm more concerned from your perspective because it feels to me, um, I'm feeling so much, um, what's the right word here? Um, I don't know, as if you're distancing yourself truly from him. And I feel from your end as well, there's a tremendous, there's a pull and a draw towards him but there's a tremendous amount of, um, again, turmoil in your energy regarding him. And in the end, I feel by the time you more or less um, make your decisions, he's going to have colder feet. He's going yeah, to be it sounds like she was saying that she wants to be with him, but she doesn't trust him, and he's not doing enough to uh, clear up these. There's some issues that need to be discussed that aren't being discussed, that he's not being open enough. Is, is that what's going on, in? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, so what could he, what, you know, what, uh, I mean, are you ready? Uh, it sounds like you want to give him an ultimatum, but he's rather would rather shut down. Uh, I don't know, are you free to share any of the issues that uh, maybe we can enlighten you as to what's really going on? I'm sorry, what it is you want to know? Well, you want to know something about him that that he's not sharing, and he's pulling away every time you ask about it. Well, do you want right. Dr. Thrillo is asking if you want to give us some details, and then we can give you a clearer, um, yeah, you know, I mean, perspective of what's really going on. Right. I, I I just had a feeling that there was, you know, some infidelity going on, and he denied okay. it. He said the whole time that you know we were together, he would never ever cheated on me. I truly don't feel that he cheated um, physically on you. I don't. Um, could he have been talking to people or um, flirting with somebody? Even that, the flirting doesn't feel so much of an issue, um, more so perhaps talking to somebody, but I don't feel it was a major, major, you know, uh, thing on his part at all. Ray, are you Why picking up so anything? Why uh, and secretive? What's going I, on I, there, I, I'm gonna yes, I'm I'm agreeing with Lady Fontaine on this one. I don't think it was a physical infidelity. It may have been some innocent flirtation, but it doesn't feel like um, he there was an actual physical act of um, infidelity with with him. Uh huh. And does he actually still feel the same way about me as he said he did? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, I'm I it something feels very empty there. Something feels very cold, and when I trying to tune in from my perspective on his energy it's just it's it's not there so he could very well be pulling pulling away from you my my impression on this situation for you is that it would serve you to move 
forward from this situation. I don't feel that it's going to give you what you need, what what you would need a relationship to give you. It doesn't feel okay. it's going to continue in that way. I, I don't think that you will completely be disconnected from him. However, as a love relationship, it just it doesn't feel like it has that warm, loving feeling to it, and that's what I'm sensing from energy. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well. Well, thank you. Oh, right. Let us know how things go. Get back to us. I will. I have the sense I... things will open up a little bit. Yes, I certainly will. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck to you. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Right. Bye. Who is our next caller? Uh, we have... Hello? Oh, Frank, yeah. you have a caller? Yeah, we have Elizabeth. She uh, wants to know if she will be okay. relocating. If she what? Hi. If she'll be relocating. Elizabeth, Oh, okay. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Hi. So tell us what's going on. Uh, is this a relocation for business or pleasure or what? Well, there there seems to be a feeling that I'm going to be doing both, and I don't know where the pleasure one would come from, but certainly for business, I think. Because um, I'm actually feeling a very strong potential of you relocating. To me, it feels like it could be anytime, you know, uh, towards the end of the summer, early fall, through the end of the year. Okay. Can I ask where, can I ask where you're, where, where you are located? I'm in Arizona right now. Okay. Um, and are you looking to voluntarily move, or is it uh, something no, that's more voluntarily? Voluntarily. Okay. Where do you have an idea where it is you're moving? Because I'm feeling wherever it is you're going, it's going to be south of where you are. Okay. Well, that's you know, I don't know if I go south. I could go south. I guess go southeast. But uh, and and that is a possibility. And I think that's what I was trying to get at. If it feels like that, that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I was just trying to get a location of where you're going well, to Well, Louisiana, perhaps, maybe. I don't know. Okay. It will, well, it will be lower in latitude from where you are now. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, um, and it will, I'm sensing around September is when it's, okay. going to, it's going to happen, like late August going into September. Actually, they just highlighted September 14th. For you, so something is significant with this situation around that time for you. Okay, all right. Does that date mean anything? If not, then just uh, circle that. Well, date Louisiana, the- well, Louisiana would put me closer to my family. I have a lot of friends down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I feel you're going to do it. As I said, anytime from the end of the summer till you know through the fall, yeah. if raising a date of um, September 14th, definitely mark your calendar. Yeah, well, that, that would be that would include it in that. That's for sure. That 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 date is significant in, in with this matter. So you know, either okay. it's the actual move or when it's all going to come together for you when it'll be finalized. Okay, so all right. That, that'll well, be an important date for you. And definitely let us know. Oh, I will do that most certainly. I appreciate you taking the call. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Who is our next caller? So we have Drew, who's very excited that uh, Ray is here because he has some astrology questions. 
as well as uh, some other specific questions. So we're going to put Drew on now. Hi, Drew. Okay. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Hi. Um, Hi. I'm calling from California tonight, and um, my birthday is uh, February 4th of 62, Mm -hmm. and um, I just have a lot of uh, energy. Uh, Actually, it feels like I'm busting at the seams, not in a bad way, in a good way, but I just don't know which direction that maybe um, would be best for me to uh, channel my energies. I guess. You personally or professionally? Uh, either or. I really, I mean, pers- yeah, no, it's personally. It's more personal. It's with, okay. Yeah, inside. <laughs> okay. Um, first, I'm going to, you said February 4th. Any chance you know uh-huh. what your rising or your moon sign is? I think, um, yeah, my moon sign is, Aquarius. I have a lot of stuff in Aquarius, but I think my rising sign, I believe, is Libra, and my moon sign is Aquarius. Okay, good. All right, well, I'm going to suggest that, uh, first of all, spend. do you like to spend time in nature? Uh, yeah, yeah, all I right, do. Cause, all right, because I'm feeling that you need to reconnect to nature, you need to get back to nature, you need to reconnect to earth energy and, and get yourself centered and grounded. I'm also going to suggest um, some sort of physical discipline, something like yoga, to get involved in something like that. Is that something you've ever had an interest in? No. Would you consider it, or something along those lines? Um, it, feels, yeah. it feels like you need a mental and a physical discipline, and you need to get yourself grounded. Even if you started oh. with just breathing, like breathing exercises, mm-hmm. because that I feel is very aligned with your energy. Mm-hmm. Does that okay. sound like a starting point for you? Yeah. Yeah, sure, I, I could do that, yeah. And by focusing on your center, you will then know what it is that you want and start to point yourself in the right direction. It will come from within. You're waiting for an answer from the outside that has to come from inside. Your energy feels a little little scattered. So, you know, that's why I'm suggesting reconnect to earth energies, get yourself grounded, and that will help change the dynamic of the rest of your life or, or everything else in your life, personally. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I kind of know which way I want to go, but then there's the practicality of it, and um, um, you know what what I really want to do isn't all that practical, but it's something I really feel I need to do, you know. And then I, I um, wouldn't then, I wouldn't know. discredit that right now. You may not be able to do it just yet. However, I would work towards that as a goal for yourself. And I okay. I I'll give you you know I see like this coming together within the next couple of years for you. Okay. All right. However, All right. like I said, don't discredit right. that. Work towards that goal. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank right. you very much. Good okay. luck to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Who is our next caller? Our next caller, Zachary. And Zachary's wondering about a relationship with Nathan. So let's see what we have to say about that. Okay. Zachary. Yes. Hi. Hi, Zachary. Hello. So, what what actually is going on? What and what's your question? More, we need more than what's going on. You know, really, what's the question? Well, there's just I, I wanted to know if we would be in like a long term committed relationship. Okay, has 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 there been any solidification to the relationship very recently? 
Have you been talking about may, possibly even getting married? No, actually, I, we never have. All right. If something like that comes up, I would be very cautious about whether or not you need to whether or not to proceed with this. All right. I think something if it hasn't already happened, something like that could be happening very soon. And if it does, I would be very very cautious about whether or not you really want to continue. Um, with this individual right now in a more serious way. Um, I'm sensing that it needs not, for on, for, on your part, it's, it, you need not get too serious with this relationship right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about it being a long-term relationship. Right now that's, that's not clear. All right. Okay. Um, however, if it, if it is getting more serious, especially in the next month or so, uh, be very. I, I say proceed with caution. Be very, very careful. Okay. Well, what, what is the status of the re- relationship? Because to me, it feels light. It doesn't feel that heavy yet. How? What is going on, Zachary? Oh, I was going to say I think it's pretty light at myself. There's just yeah. been a lot of drama go- going on because we know each other from work, and um, you're not supposed to take, bring sand to the beach. I know, but. We work together, and then there, there's just been some drama going on about, like, are you going to be with me or are you not going to be with me? And then there was, like, another girl in the picture, but I don't know if she's really in the picture or if he's really seeing her or not, and I'm just really confused about what's going what on. What is the other girl's first name? Jill. Um, I immediately got a hit on that. I feel there's an interest in that way. I don't know that he's, quote, unquote, seeing her, dating her, but certainly there's dialogue going on between the two of them, and certainly there's some level of feelings um, Ray, are you picking that up as well? I, you know, let me say though, if he does, if 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 you're getting some pressure from him for the relationship to get a little bit more serious, be very careful. That's I'm just I'm sensing that there needs to be just some caution here. That something could get very serious, but you need to be very cautious about where it is that you're going to go with this relationship. So, especially because of- the two of them work together. You know, that's that's okay. a real issue. Didn't you say that? Okay, well, it, it, yes, absolutely. And I'm just, I'm not, um, I'm not feeling that right now that it's going to be something, you know, uh, something uh, long term. I think this it's more stemming from what's going on with him on his end. Yeah, because he's never, we've never talked about, like, anything that serious at all. We're just trying to make it a- like to just start off baby steps because I don't know what's going on at all. I'm confused. I, we never talked about anything like that ever. So I guess you're looking into the future. I'm I'm looking. I'm feeling that on his end, he he may want it to get a lot more serious in the next month. And this is what I'm looking ahead to. And my advice to you is to just be very very careful with this and not to get too serious with it. So he's gonna try to ask me some some serious question like that and kick Jill to the curb, I guess. No, actually, no. I don't think he will. But honestly, I don't think he will. Okay. So, and that could be why you need to be very careful if you want to continue with this, because there may be someone else in the picture that he may okay. not be willing to get rid of. So just be very careful, okay? Just uh, be very careful, and don't get, I would suggest not to get too serious with him. Okay. All right. All right. Good Good luck to you. All right, we have time for one quick call. Cause we're okay, we have time. Woody, and Woody is curious about a new relationship. Uh, we'll just have to ask him a couple more specific questions to get 
exactly what he wants. But Woody, okay. are you there? Yes. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, good. So tell us what's going on. I was wondering, uh, do you see like any new relationship involving for me? So you're not involved with anyone right now. You want no. to know if someone's coming into your life? Yeah. Okay, let me just tune in. Ray, you sometimes can tune in faster than me, so if anything comes up, just jump yeah, in. Yeah, actually, I got something by the end of next month. Something's going to surface, a relationship. A relationship. However, it's going to be something not too serious, though, something very light. Something. What's coming is something very light, very bubbly, and I sense by the end of May this opportunity is going to come for you. Um, a more serious relationship, I think, as you go into next year, though. I think right now I, I'm not feeling the intensity of that type of relationship coming. I'm feeling something very lighthearted that's coming, um, and I feel it coming by the end of May. And I know you had said the more serious relationship coming for next year. I'm feeling the potent- the window starting to open sometime towards the end of the year, like maybe middle of December into um, you know the early part of 2011. And to me, I'm feeling the person that will be coming in in that time frame Woody, is really going to be a soul-level connection. It really is going to have potential for you, tremendous potential. Okay. Is there there someone from your past that's still kind of like lingering around you? I'm shaking yes, because in my head, yes, I feel there is. Is there, Woody? Uh, I have two children with somebody. Okay. Well... All right, well, then that person would still be around. Is there any? Is there still an emotional connection with this other individual that's possibly, you know, delaying someone else coming into your life? Well, the person who I have two children with? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I told her that I care about her, but not in. I don't All right, know. But, the, but the, is there somebody else then? Because it feels like there's someone from your past that's still around you. So just kind of think about that. You know, it feels like maybe it's not her, but it feels like there's somebody else that's that's still there. That you still have a connection with Woody and that, you know, you still have some sort of hopes for a future with. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, probably an ex-girlfriend thing I know who. I don't uh, I dream about her a lot. I don't know why, but. Right, well, that. Well, if you're dreaming about her, then you still have a connection with her. So, you know, just in your own mind, just kind of like let her go and just release whatever, you know, was there so that you can move forward. And like I said, something's coming, but something, you know, and I think what the the one that I'm sensing that is coming, it's going to kind of just come to you to put the wind back in your sails. That's going to be its purpose. Okay. All right, so let us know when you meet both of these women. (laughs) Okay. All right, good luck to you. Thank you. Well, I guess we're getting close to the end of the show. Julie, do you have any comments on tonight's show? I thought tonight's show was great. Um, Ray, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So great hearing from you. You know, it's it's uh, one of my favorite things that you said tonight 
because I think that definitely fear gets installed in, instilled in a lot of people when you t- when you start talking about terrorist attacks and hurricanes yeah. and that kind of stuff. And it sure. and it really is refreshing and also I think a lesson for a lot of people that we have the power in our thoughts to change things. That not you know psychics don't always, we have free will. And just because a psychic says something doesn't mean that it has to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and whenever, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go on. It, you know. Well, well, I wanted to say was, you know, even whenever I predict anything, you know, if it's something that might seem to be negative, I'm always looking for the, the silver lining, the positive, because I do believe that there's something that we can take from the experience and grow from it and move forward. So, you know, there's always something beneficial there. That's true as well, yeah. But uh, as far as the collective consciousness being able to make things, and I don't want to say better because, as you said, even from the negative, you can get something positive from it. But so it's we can just change the course of events. Exactly. Yeah, if you see it coming, you can you can choose at the fork in the road to go either way. Right. Because from an astrological standpoint, I mean, the energies have both positive and negative vibrations. And whatever it is in terms of, you know, what's happening globally, whatever is, you know, vibrating more towards one end or the other at the collective unconscious is what's going to bring about, a, a, you know, the, the, the results of, of the energies. But there's always both energies in all the planetary configurations. Right. Um, Ray, remind everyone how to get in touch with you again. You can find me on my website at www.astrologerray.com, and you can find me on Facebook as well. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And remember to tune in next week at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guest is John Lucas, who has created a scientific method to delete pain, both emotional and physical pain. So be sure to tune in. John will be taking calls along with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. As always, tune in to hear tintillating conversation and expert advice as callers experience the best of both worlds with two of America's top relationship experts. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. Lady Fontaine is an internationally known psychic and life coach. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter, Facebook, and Ning for her latest announcements. Also, please take a moment to make Eye on the Future a favorite here on Blog Talk Radio and send us a friend request to get special offers from Lady Fontaine. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for for details on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information. And be sure to send your questions to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com to have your question answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Don't miss Lady Fontaine's guest appearance on WRRN, Ripped Radio Network, on Monday, May 10th from 8 8 to 10 p.m. The show is on sex and relationships. For more details, check out RippedRadioNetwork.com. So I think this was an absolutely great show. I'm so glad we had Ray, and obviously with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, all three of you gave great advice tonight. And uh, Jill, uh, Lady Fontaine. Lady Fontaine, what are your thoughts tonight? I think it was a great show. Ray, as always, we love having you on the show. I'm sure we're going to ask you back yet again. I mean, you're, you're, you're amazing in your ability to connect as quickly as you do. I know me as a psychic, it takes me a minute or, you know, a few, well, a certain amount of time 
to really tune into the energy. And I'm very impressed how quick you get your you know your, actually, your yeah the source gets to Ray first. I yeah, know it, oh, does. it actually it does. <laughs> I like that he jumps in. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. It actually short. Well, sometimes actually it short circuits me because I'm literally flooded with information that it's sometimes it's difficult to you know to pick and choose what I need to elaborate on. So sometimes. Quite honestly, it's a little overwhelming. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely know that feeling. But you know, I, I just love having you on the show. I think you're a phenomenal Thank asset, you. and naturally, we are going to ask you to come back. And it was Thank a you. great, great pleasure. show. Um, and I want to thank um, both Ray and all our listeners and callers for inviting us into your homes and for sharing your life's experiences with us. We love hearing from you. Um, thank you also to our co-hosts. Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Tadaro, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks to Rachel Look, who did a great job screening calls and helping us on the switchboard. Thank you all. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune into Frank Tadaro's The Invisible World, Either call 718-508-9285 or check out the show page here on Blog Talk Radio for The Invisible World. His show starts at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's about two minutes away. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week. And remember to reclaim you and the life you desire. We're here to support you and help you aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all.